Oh, we're gonna have some fun with this one. Raw Fusion. Welcome to the King B's Raw Fusion Podcast. It's been a long time. I should have left you. Without a strong show to flip to Now think of how many weeks shows you slept through uh, Time's up, I'm about to bless you with another season Another reason To cut on the TV and start the cheesing To get up on the phone and go call your friends And let them know the King B's Raw Fusion began to sit on back and enjoy yourself I'll be your company, baby If you need a little help I took off for a while To revise the plan Got my focus on So I can check out the scam And open up my team Eliminate the fake And went and got me a beat From Bobby Drake And now I'm back And it's better than you ever saw But enough talk Let's get raw A typical night at the club Let's get raw You don't want to fall in love Let's get raw And got the fusion in your blood Let's get raw And to my ladies and my thugs Let's get raw. And to the haters on the scene. Let's get raw. Don't be mad cause we got green. Let's get raw. You should be trying to make the team. Let's get raw. Cause we taking everything. Let's get raw. Raw Fusion. Yo, what's up ladies and gentlemen? King B right here. You know what this is. This is Raw Fusion. Uh, I got a very, very special guest here today. She is a comedian on the rise. And in a very short amount of time she has made a staple in comedy, not just Chicago comedy, but she's moving around as well. But she is from the crib and uh, someone that I believe is gonna do really, really big things, bigger than she's already done, and she's just getting started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Raw Fusion, Tiny Thickums, what's up? Hey, motherfucker. (laughs) That's funny. I texted her one day, uh, hey motherfucker, and I realized that she's the only one that's gonna allow you to use that, uh, herself to use that shit. She can, it's not gonna work on her, so um, <laughs> it's all good. Um, how you doing today? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, back doing our thing here um, at Raw Fusion. So listen, tell me, what, it, what was it that uh, made you actually want to do this comedy thing? Um, I was always funny. In eighth grade, I won the Best Sense of Humor Award. They actually had that as an award, seriously? Yeah, I got a award for Best Sense of Humor. Not Class Clown, Best Sense of Humor. Mm. So when I was in eighth grade, I always been funny. Mm-hmm. My friends motivated me to do comedy because I was going to comedy clubs when I turned 21. Then I said, when I turned 25, I just said, fuck it, uh-huh. I'm about to do it. Okay, see about um, what three? Three years. Four, in. four years in the game. Three yeah, years. A, three years. Three and a half. It's about to be four this year. Mm. So you, you about to move out of the rookie phase? What have you seen thus far in the comedy world that's interesting to you that you may not have thought of was the reality until you actually got into it? A doggy dog world. That's interesting. Mm. Mm. everybody's trying to strive for the top and mm. it's like it's competition but the funny thing is I never looked at it as competition I'm like if you're funny you're funny but mm. I guess when it comes down to the experiences that people have and I was just grateful for my experience and the opportunities that came my way but I'm mm. the type of person that work hard for where I want to go go towards so um, I have a lot of ambition 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 get it right um, ambition I can't talk <laughs> 
<laughs> so do you feel like that's because of you being a woman? Do you think there's any difference? Is it is it is it because of being a woman in comedy that you're seeing it from that lens or is it just that way universally? Um, or do you see any difference between uh, female comics and male comics in their journey? Oh, yeah. It's most definitely, uh, it's a man world. Uh, Mad James Brown came out with that song. <laughs> but it wouldn't but, be nothing. <laughs> it wouldn't yeah, be nothing yeah. without us. But at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> when it comes down to comedy, it's like, uh, at the end of the day, women, we are winning. We are showing men, like, hey, you can't fuck with us. Mm. We top dog just like y'all. Mm. So we became so powerful within ourselves and making sure we are funny and we can kill stages just how we can do it just like you men can. But you know, when mm. men do comedy, it could be a, you know, bashing women. Well, now you don't see that some comics, female comics, kind of bash men as well. Yeah. I seen, I seen your routine. I seen your routine. You got a little port, portion in there. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of, you know, I ain't going to tell the joke. But uh, you got to go see her to see it. I do think that you show a lot of love um, to men. But you got your little, you know, thingamajigs up in there, you know. Yeah, little dicks. Get your little dick ass away from me. <laughs> yeah, I got to talk about that little dick. Little dick got the big confidence. The biggest confidence. Oh. I don't like little oh. dicks. Little dicks, they the ones that be saying, hey. They didn't want to be saying, your pussy is loose. No, your dick is too small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's too much room in here. How many motherfuckers been in here? You should have uh, got some more shit. whip. Go get that pill. Go get your blue truth. <laughs> <I just, laughs> um, you know, uh, what's interesting uh, to me, and, and I've worked with many other comics, um, in Chicago, I'm 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 I'm, a, I'm an observer. So when doing a movie with me, most of my uh, actors we become friends and and cool or whatever. Not everybody, but some of them I do, and we end up hanging out or whatever. So we were hanging out at one of their one of their cribs, and it was a bunch of them uh, together. And what was fascinating to me was to see them looking at comedy and studying and breaking down the comics show. It was almost like watching basketball players or uh, football players watching film, breaking down the plays. How much of that type of stuff do you do you actually do? Uh, I do it or every have day. you witnessed that? Yeah, yeah. I look at, um, when I go to open mics, uh, open mics go to shows, I pay attention, close attention, how they work a joke, how they do callbacks, for I could be better as a, a host and a comedian. And I'd be doing a few little writing sessions with a couple of comedians also. Okay. What what do those look like? Uh it's beautiful. It's uh it's it's helpful. Mm -hmm. It's very mm -hmm. helpful for me to be so young in the game and for me just to mm -hmm. I'm really just building my craft. If I could be great when it comes down to the 10 year mark, the five year mark. Mm -hmm. So I learn every day. That's why I go mm -hmm. out every day. I love comedy. I love live comedy. Yeah. You love live comedy. Mm -hmm. Are you not so much of a fan of scripted comedy? 
It has to be interesting because I ain't going to lie. When I watch comedy series on TV, I fall asleep. Not that they boring. It's mm. just I go to sleep mm-hmm. because I'm at home, probably. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. Oh. <laughs> you know what I find interesting? And, and, and actually a running theme. People don't realize how much uh, we end up studying uh, the craft that we're in. I've got literally 22 years uh, in the business. And I still study film. Uh, there's some films that uh, I've watched at least a hundred times. And it sounds uh, excessive, but when I watch a film, especially one that I like, or even films that I don't like, and that's that's one of the things as well, mm-hmm. uh, I will watch a film that I hate, uh, and it's annoying the shit out of me. And I'm not too sure why I don't like it, and so I have to figure out why I don't like it. And, and I'm the type of person that I can learn something from anyone. Even mm-hmm. if it's what not to do, right? So I'm actually studying film, not only the ones that I like. And I'm not going to watch one that I don't like a hundred times. No, that's torture. But during the course of it, I'm literally looking at the shit that I don't like and making mental notes, so that at some point it's like a muscle memory. So when I get to get to editing, I know how long a scene should last, and it comes down to frames sometimes. I'm mm-hmm. counting it like, okay, all right, stop. You know what I mean? And I think that the more you study your craft, the more that becomes easier to do. People who feel like they, and, and here's the thing, I think I'm moderately funny, all right? Yeah. Moderately funny. Um, I have too much respect for comedians and the comedians that I've worked with and seen and supported and gone to uh, the shows and everything to uh, assume that just because I'm funny on days, I'm I'm funny on days. You know what I'm saying? One day, you know, I'm ahead of Deuces one. I'm funny. Um, <laughs> next day, completely suck. Like nothing. Um, Shut up. I don't even. Yeah, I don't even like the shit I'm saying. Like that was terrible. Um, <laughs> um, I uh, to do this day in and day out, and sometimes. Uh, you have someone that 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 that, that, that comes to a comedy show, sit in the front row. Maybe they had a bad day or something, and it's like, "All right, motherfucker, make me laugh." How mm-hmm. intimidating can that be? I, well, the thing is, um, my stage presence um, shows a lot. So when I go on stage, I uh, dance, shake my ass, or whatever. That's when it, either a dick get hard or pussy get wet. Then that's when I say, "Uh, what's up, motherfuckers?" So when I say what's up, uh-huh. motherfucker, they're like, oh yeah, this finna be lit. So uh-huh. I go for with both crowd. When I say what's up, motherfuckers, then I have to go to my white people too. I say white people, cause I say white people, it is motherfucker. You do, better not put no ER in that. <laughs> so when I grab that right there, I'm finna have a wonderful show because the crowd is now following me. Like, oh yeah, she finna be lit for the most part. Mm-hmm. She's about to be funny. Like my personality is my personality. I'm a whole vibe. And I, okay. I talk about things for a fact. I know for a fact people talk to, talk to their friends about, but not by out loud. And I'm the type of person, if it's a couple in the front, I ask the lady, like, is you sucking his dick right off back? You sucking his dick? And she probably going to be shocked. But she going to answer me. <laughs> How much of it is the shock factor? First of all, first of all, I can't let this slide. She does have an ass. Um, Thickums 
is a very good uh, definition of what she truly is. And, and, and you know, she's low, she's a low rider. She's low to the ground. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so her name speaks volumes about who she is. Well, what what part of it is the shock factor that 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 disarms a crowd? When um uh, when I say something about kids, mm-hmm. when I say um I tell people I have a lot of kids or five kids and everybody be shot. Shock when I say that, then I say, yeah, mm-hmm. they died. Uh, I was drinking some Jameson and they just died oh, in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Leave no child left behind. <laughs> so, I know for a fact a lot of a lot of people do swallow kids for the most part, but people mm. like, yeah, I swallow kids. I'm the person like, yeah, I swallow all them motherfuckers, and I take a <laughs> shot of Jameson to kill them motherfuckers too. <laughs> so that would be like, oh wow, oh my gosh, <laughs> like she just said that. I said, I be mm. drunk as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Junk as fuck killing all them kids. You know what I'm Junk saying? Junk as fuck killing yeah. all the kids. All the kids gotta go. <laughs> that that brings up an interesting point. And also the climate of, of comedy today. When when we talk about the shock factor of comedy and even the movement to be uh what more PC or whatever, or what comics can't say anymore. You know, it, it seems to me as if a lot of the more successful comics, they take bad situations and they make light of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's that's the essence of, of most comedy. But in, in ways, it can seem irreverent as well. But that's part of the stuff that you're like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I know I shouldn't be laughing at it, but this shit's funny. I should yeah. not be laughing at this shit. You feel <laughs> a certain way about yourself. Because this shit is not supposed to be funny, but it is. During this new climate, how difficult is it to navigate that, that this new space, this council culture space? Well, I don't feel like when it comes to council, I don't feel like I would be canceled because I put myself in the lane as a raunchy comedian. Mm-hmm. So if I ever get canceled, I'm like, it'd be canceled bullshit off the truth of people that swallow kids. But I'm the motivational. I feel like I'm a motivational speaker when it comes down to that. So when it comes down to sexual activities, like a lot of people do not talk about it, but I am very open, free spirit, free spirited wise for people to be comfortable, come to me, talk, talk to me about sexual activities or anything like that. And I make I make it as a joke and just put it all in one. Like, okay, I got that from that. I can put that as a joke because it'd be funny. But it's like that me being the person I am, I'm just gonna say it out loud for people to have that interest in their head. So, mm-hmm. and by me being a part of uh, LGBTQRSTUV, that community too. Elemental P. I just, I just like the L and the B. Everything else, I don't know. I'm a lesbian and a bisexual. Lesbian on weekend, bisexual Monday through Thursday. Okay, Monday through Thursday. Let me write that note down. Okay, so um, <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a man that uh, I'm a. I think I'm a lesbian trapped in a man's body, but yeah, I digress. Um, <laughs> I hope so. You got the very white voice. I can't. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna leave that right there. Um, 
<clears throat> Matter of fact, we're gonna leave this whole thing right there. We're gonna come back with more Tiny Thickums. It's raw fusion. Behind many smiles lie a troubling truth. So many people are suffering alone simply because they are too afraid of the stigma associated with mental illness. The road to mental health has no color. It has no age or gender. It's time we take the bull by the horns. It's time we remove the stigma and embrace acceptance to release people from their private prisons and give them the help that they need. It could be your relative, your friend, your loved one. It could be you and you don't even know it. It's time to help those in need, but help starts with you. With an acclaimed broadcast television and independent filmmaker at the helm, we are creating a documentary. This documentary will identify the signs, explore the possibilities, help remove the stigma, and clear the path to mental health. By donating, you will help us help others. From $1 to $1,000, no donation is too small. Let's band together to fight this secret enemy that affects us all. Please donate today. You can donate now at GoFundMe.com slash MentalTheMovie. Raw Fusion. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with more Tiny Thickums right here. It's Raw Fusion. In an actual dating life, you know, for me, I've had women who say, well, you're an actor, so I can never know when you tell the truth. Um, and I tell them, if you, this is my business, and if you want me to act, you're going to need a script and a check. Otherwise, you're getting the real shit from me because you're not paying me to act. Um, but some, some people have that apprehension. Do you find that people may have an apprehension of you in the dating world because you're a comic and they have a fear that they might end up being the joke someday that, that, that they hear when they come to the comedy show. Absolutely. <laughs> it's funny. If I find something funny, I would put it as a joke. And But I would say, like, I'm going to use this as a joke. I don't let people come in, come in like, oh, oh my God, she's saying it. No, I'll let people know. I'm going to make this as a joke because it's funny. Mm -hmm. So most most people don't be in shock when I say it. Um, if I say a joke in, in front of like, I get a joke about my parents. So my dad never heard the joke, but I told my mom the joke. She was, yeah, she hated it. <laughs> she hated it so bad. <laughs> I said, but Ma, this is the, one of my best jokes. So I want to keep it. <laughs> Well, that's a good point. How, 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 first of all, with it being so raunchy, do you invite your parents to comedy shows? That, my mom, she will, yeah, my mom will come to my shows. My dad, absolutely not. <laughs> my dad is not going to come to no shows. <laughs> Everybody asks him, like, hey, you come to your daughter's show? He's like, nah, I can't take the way she talks. Talk to uh, Nancy for me. Does that <laughs> give you that? any apprehension? I mean, do you is, is that something that's going through your head when you go to the show? You know, your mother's in the audience, you know. Um, are you thinking about that? Or do you zone out and just do your show? I just do my show. 
my mom and my show. I just do my show. Mm. It'd be yeah, funny because I, I would mention she at the show. So it'd be uh, uh-huh. something I will mention. Like, oh, my mom's here. Yeah. She hate that joke. But it make it more <laughs> funny when I say right. it. So it's like, yeah. And it's it's crazy because she remembered the story, the uh, joke I say. She remembered because this happened when we was, uh, when I was younger. I, me, personally. Uh, when my mother was here, um, <clears throat> uh, she actually came to, and I don't, I don't know why I even went along with this, but she came to uh, one of the premieres. It was either a premiere or a, a screening or whatever of uh, Roost, which you can see now on Tubi for free. Uh, shameless plug. She came to it, and it was funny because I did announce that she was there. And then, uh, you know, usually after that, we'll have the, the cast and there'll be the row in the front and uh, people get to ask questions. And they ask questions about uh, the love scene that was in there. And the actress that was in the scene with me was there. And um, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> you had a sex scene? Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty much all of my movies that <laughs> sex scene in it, which again is very uncomfortable when you know that your parent is in the audience. Um, <laughs> but they asked about it and, and it's that thing of, okay, this can be sticky, but um, no pun intended, but I have to still be professional and do my job. And so they're asking about this love scene. And there was a certain comment, and I just felt, and it even got to the point where one of the people on stage was like, "Didn't he just say his mother's in the audience? What are y'all, what are y'all asking?" And but I still had to do that. So I think it, it's interesting when we're in. Now there was one movie that I'm not, I'd never, I never, even, I never even mentioned uh, to my parents that I made that film, and it's not because it's, it's actually no nudity in it, but just the the pure subject matter. I I, I couldn't take it. Um, that's just something because it was revolved around love and relationships and sex. And, um, that was the entire film is about that. So I, that one, when I, I wasn't going to go for, but something like Roos, which is more gangster, but although it does have a sex scene in it, I, I don't know why, but it, it was cool. I never asked any more questions about it. Uh, <laughs> I left it alone and <laughs> kind of ignored the whole, uh, uh, thing, but. Um, uh, she enjoyed the film, and 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 that's important because I think we always want to make our parents proud, um, even though we might be doing some things that you know um, could make us nervous. Uh, yeah, uh, with 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 their opinion, so um, that's important. Do you feel like women are forced or coerced into being more sexual than the guys? The same or what? How do you feel about that? Um, it's the thing is, uh, uh, when I was coming up and coming back, me being raunchy, um, it was a lot of um, what people asked me to do clean comedy. And uh, there's like, it's so many women in comedy, that's they go to talk about sex and all that. I'm like, well, shit, that's what we're doing. We're having sex. <laughs> <laughs> and we can make a you know, joke out of it. For the, for the most part, because mm-hmm. we we deal with so, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to relationships and growing up and whatever, we have sex, been with ain't shit ass, you know, ain't shit men, all that type of shit. We have to talk about it. Uh-huh. And it's like, by me not having no kids, it's like I have to, 
you know, do something different or whatever, but I say swallowing kids, like, cause I did it before. I ain't never had an abortion. Then I realized how much abortion costs. That's a lot of money. <laughs> so I was safe. <laughs> I'm about to the safe route. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's very true. And and what a pod people don't know about comics, and I was privy to that by knowing them, is a lot of comics have very tragic lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost like therapy. Uh, we're working on a, my next film is gonna be about mental health. Uh, for them, what I've heard is that the comedy is actually like therapy that they can take very tragic situations and make light of it. Um, in their own lives, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's almost to the point where it is therapy because, again, it's so tragic that uh, if they didn't make light of it and, and find a way to get satisfaction from the reaction of the crowd to their jokes, they probably would be in a mental institution or you know, having to do something. Is that, is that, is that something that you find as well? Yeah. Comedy is therapy. It most definitely mm-hmm. is. It's like you can have, mm-hmm. like, probably a lot of comedians that have a bad day, have a mm-hmm. bad day. Then when they, mm-hmm. uh, once anybody step on the stage and put the mic in their hand, and it's it could be a joy for us to make other people laugh. And then they, we probably would still feel shitty as fuck <laughs> after the set, mm-hmm. but we'll find some joy like uh, um, from the crowd mm-hmm. or shit, a person can't have a bad, you know, bad day, have a bad set or whatever and just be just fucked up. So it's like mm-hmm. comedy is, it goes all, you know, feelings is all over the place for the most part. What is that feeling like? Uh, I don't know if you've ever bombed before. Oh uh, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, what is that feeling like? Boy, I- And I, having I, to finish the set. Oh, I huh. bomb. I'll give you one place I bombed at, Francis. Oh, uh, okay. Francis was, uh, Francis, when I first went to France, and when I say I bombed horribly, mm-hmm. I say I, I'm not a comedian. <laughs> I started <sighs> crying in the car. I said, I am not a comedian. I can't do this. They ain't laugh at nothing. <laughs> and the only thing you could do is just have a replay in your head how bad you bombed. Mm-hmm. Just a replay. Mm-hmm. But same mm-hmm. time, when it come down to it, we talk to, you know, teachers, well, mentors in the comedy game, OGs in the um, comedy, they say don't give up. You're going to bomb. Everybody bomb. So this is a part of the process. It's like playing mm-hmm. basketball. You can have a bad game. It wish, um, I do play basketball. So it's like don't ever give up because at the end of the day, it's going to make you better. It's going to make you stronger. You, you, you play basketball? Yeah. I was a center. Center of what? In basketball. basketball? I play, yeah, I was in the major league. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, you're like four foot nothing. Uh, I, I don't know I how you, so. you you're the you're the spud web of uh, women's basketball. Is is that what it is? Yeah. No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Marlon Mitchell um, over at Francis. Marlon. Uh, Good brother, good brother. We gotta, we gotta do something um, sooner or later. And and I'm actually, 
uh, I need to figure out. Last time I saw him, he was like, "Man, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you know, use the situation, man." And I just haven't figured out. Uh, I'm the type of person to make a phone call once I've got a really good plan. I'm not just gonna, um, you know, what I'm saying just uh, use it for no reason. But we did shoot, um, shoot there uh, when we had Damon Williams who interviewed uh, Brian uh, the Wildcat Smith. Both of those are good friends of mine. Um, and also in the movie Hate Love, which you can also see on Tubi for free right now, streaming uh, on Tubi. We're going to come right back. Uh, we're going to take another break for these messages because we got, you know, we got to pay some bills around this motherfucker. But we will be back with more Tiny Thickums right here on Raw Fusion. Growing up in the hood can be hard. Nah, it's supposed to us. But you know what? He was telling the truth when he said he fucked the shit out of me. You're faced with many choices. If I can set up the meeting, done. So you might as well go ahead and get to cooking. Then when you finally get the money, a motherfucker walk up and try to take your shit. Now you got to go to war. Do you stay and help? But if I wasn't out of town, I'd have fucked dude up, man. What, you heard something? You know, if I'd have heard something, I'd have told you. Or do you get out? you can. I can make a decision on whether I want to be in the game for real or not. Which one would you choose? Earn all that motherfucking screaming, man. Just tell me what the fuck I want to know. King B's Hate Love, starring an ensemble cast. King B, the Bad Girls Club's Tiffany Torrance Davis. VH1's Jay Marie. Showtime at the Apollo's Damon Williams. Ruth's Brian the Wildcat Smith. Do or Die's Below Zero. Later with Leon's Leon Rogers. And many more. Oh, it's gonna be some shit, huh? It's gonna be some shit. Watch King B's Hate Love streaming now for free on Tubi. Raw Fusion. We're back with more um, from Tiny Thickums, uh, Comedian. Do y'all really give a shit about that? You know, comedian, comedian, all that bullshit? No, I didn't. I really didn't pay attention to the, I just thought it was comedian. Then uh, people put extra N's and E's up in that motherfucker, comedian. Oh. I saw that in the dictionary or anything like that. But I said, I guess that's for women. That's like actor and actress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all we all have our thing. You know, one thing about it is when I go to comedy clubs and I, I'm I'm even publicly committing to come. I've been wanting to come to one of your shows. Uh, I've been very public about saying the the, the heart condition, and everything that that uh, that I was diagnosed with, and, and just uh, recovering and and all this COVID shit and being more quarantined and everything. But I am going to get back out into the world very very soon. So I want to come to one of your comedy clubs, uh, comedy sets. But as I told you before, uh, when I I have a routine, uh, typically I'll say I'm coming, and you won't know that shit until you come off stage, because I know uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna get roasted by you motherfuckers, and I'm not, I'm just not I'm not gonna put up with that type of shit. So I'm gonna be in the back with the darkest. Shit, and they'll be like, "Man, I didn't know you were here." I know, damn it, because I'm not finna fuck with you like that. Um, <laughs> have you have you when when people decide that they want to roast a comedian who does this every day um, and who's put study into this? 
how do you feel about those hecklers uh, in the audience? Hecklers are fun to me, mm-hmm. on the most part. See, I'm not a, the thing is, I am not a roaster. Uh-huh. I'm not a, uh, if I do roast, it'd be random uh-huh. or unless I'm uh, under the influence. And if it's something funny, I will say it. Uh-huh. So when it comes out to uh, hecklers, I don't have no problem with hecklers because I just say, you got little dick, shut up. <laughs> but that's the only thing I say. Yeah, I love that little dick shit. Um, it's funny because that's again, my favorite, my favorite joke for hecklers. Shut up, you got little dick. <laughs> that's, your, that's your favorite joke. Anybody ever say, I know the fuck I don't start unzipping the pants. And, um, <laughs> I, I say, pull it out. <laughs> it's a nasty show. Pull out that dick. <laughs> and you do the nasty show. Um, yeah. Uh, um, we're going we're gonna to talk about that where people can see you. you know, one thing about it is, is that, again, I, I, I go to people's shows. I pay to go to people's shows. And, and I do that purposely, even though I know I can get free tickets. Fuck that. I want to support financially as well as with my presence. Uh, but I one one comedian in particular, Damon. Damon talks about being like this gangster and shit when he was coming up. And if you know Damon, you don't see none of that shit at all, Mm-mm. right? Until someone heckles him. And I've noticed this shit. Damon has that, you know, that happy-go-lucky-ass look. But when someone heckles him, he turns into something. He has a look, and he'll look at that motherfucker like, you do not know who you're fucking with. And it's, you just see that <laughs> shit. And it's like he almost wants to go back into being Damon Williams. He's like, no, nah, fuck that. And he goes right in on that motherfucker. And I've seen it happen. <laughs> it's the most hilarious thing if you really pay attention to people that uh, it's just seeing that whole process. And when I get him on the show, I'm going to talk about that shit. But he just zooms in and zeroes in on your ass, and you will be sorry fucking around with him. What is that like being on stage? Is there, do you still get nervous? Do you still get the butterflies? Is it like an out-of-body experience? Do you, are you in the moment? Like, what is it like being on stage doing that? Uh, new rooms make me nervous. Mm. Rooms I haven't done before mm-hmm. will make me nervous. Like, uh, butterflies. When it comes down to me doing Laugh Factory now, me being on the stage, I, I, I don't get nervous anymore because I perform there. I be performing there every, every Saturday. So it's like, don't be a nerve no more. Mm-hmm. I just have to pray that, you know, do a good set, be a great host mm-hmm. throughout the whole night. And you are the host of the but Nasty go, Show uh, over yeah, the Laugh Factory. Which starts what time? 11.30 okay, so If you're in the Chicago area and uh, you want to witness a nasty show, and you can go to the nasty show at, uh, at the Live Factory uh, at 11.30 on Saturday. Yeah. And you can find Tiny Thickums right there. Um, yeah, you're going to see my picture on the uh, marquee. Look, she got the picture on the marquee and all that shit. Um, how long have you been doing that? I started hosting in October. And that's really big because you're still relatively new to the comedy game. Um, yeah. I think when I started checking you out, and I told you this, uh, I just thought you were hot. And, <laughs> and so <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. And then I found out that you were a comic. And so I said, well, let me see what this is about. And I will say that I've been thoroughly entertained from afar by what you're doing. And 
a lot of people been doing this for years and years and years and don't get an opportunity to have their own room. So that uh, kudos to you and the hard work that you put in to do that. And people don't realize that this shit is really work. It seems easy. It seems fun. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, people think comedy is like a fun activity. Like, <laughs> like well, a lot of people think it's like, it's so fun. A lot of people think because they funny on the street, oh, they could do stage. I say it's a different feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's so different. Yeah. I say you can't make, I say you can make bad people out compared to, I, so I could sell out the show 300 people. I say you can't make all 300 people laugh. I say it's hard work and you have to have a structure mm-hmm. when it comes down to comedy. I realize what it was. Again, I, at some point, just to just scratch that off the list, my intention is to do an open mic one night. One night, one night only. And somewhere where I don't know anyone, which is very hard because I know many comedians in, in uh, the game in Chicago. It might be out of town somewhere. Somewhere, and if I do well, great, I'm going to leave it there. If I bomb, None of you motherfuckers going to know. So don't give a shit. Uh, but I'm going to do it one time. And the funniest thing, when I decided I wanted to do that, I was at the open mic. I'm not the fuck going up there. And that's when you realize the shit. Like when you say, okay, this is something I'm going to do. And then you start to realize how serious uh, it actually is until you put yourself in that situation. And, and I visually put myself in the situation and say, hell no. And I'm someone who likes challenges uh, most of the time. That shit, um, no, no. And, and it's definitely going to be around people who may never see me again. Um, <laughs> and, and it could be like uh, in some hick town where <laughs> no one will probably ever watch any of my movies don't know who the fuck I am, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want anybody saying, you know, I saw your movie, but I just happened to be in the club one night and you sucked. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I don't need that shit in my life. I found it interesting when you were saying that you, new rooms make you nervous. How is it to go into a new room and have to quickly, because I've heard of different comics having to basically read the crowd early mm-hmm. right yeah you gotta do you gotta do your walk arounds okay yeah look at every everything so you do every this beforehand before you yeah. go on stage okay mm-hmm. do you walk around and talk to people and get a feel and that sort of thing uh depends sometimes i do sometimes i don't okay, okay. you know i'll be so like a lot of people, I'll be laughing or whatever. Sometimes I don't like talk to people for a show. Okay. So I just really just get the feel, just walk around. If somebody talks to me, it's going to be a, a a male try to say something to me for the uh, most part. Because uh, all that ass. But, uh, and, uh, yeah, all that all ass. And... Shut up. Eat it. <laughs> Do you, you eat said, booty? You no. Said. Shut up. Talk to me. <laughs> Go buy me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> When you are on stage for the first time and you're having to do that, do you have specific go-to material for different audiences? Uh, no, I, my joke is, uh, my set is really, it's, it's a set. Mm-hmm. I already, the same, it don't really matter. I said the same things at, at a black room, white room, Hispanic room. At the end of the day, if I'm at a Hispanic room, I just uh, throw in some Spanish in there. So you tweak it. You don't change the set, yeah. you just tweak it. Mm-hmm. I'll tweak it. <laughs> 
Okay, well, but when you have to do, do you do any clean shows? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely, hell no. I ain't got, uh, how many jokes I got clean? Um, I think a roast joke. I think that's probably the cleanest joke I said. Yeah. That's some damn roaches. Or in a, a side chick joke or something like that. But yeah, uh-huh. I don't got that many uh, clean jokes. Is, is that something you endeavor to do? Or is this not, not a motivation for you? Mm-mm, nope. Like me growing up, as well, growing up with uh, my um, parents, my mother, my grandma, raunchy. Okay. So people be saying, uh, I like this how my mom talked, this how my grandma, you know, my grandma talked, everything. So it's like, this always been in me. Mm-hmm. What you so I always, uh, yeah, talk messy throughout the whole day if I'm talking to somebody. Uh-huh. Like, you know, Mother's Day, uh, Mother's Day came around. People say, oh, happy Mother's Day. Like, girl, I was talking to my kids, but thank you. And I keep walking. Mm-hmm. They're like, what you just said? I said, I swallowed them. Jameson killed them. <laughs> you gonna need a Jameson sponsor because uh, you just I do. <laughs> they gonna have to. Hey, y'all better holler at her. Uh, she promoting your shit too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pour me up some Jameson right now. <laughs> oh shit! Don't fall down the stairs. Uh, fucking with that Jameson. Uh, there's some shit that I don't fuck with. Old granddad is one. Uh, we were shooting roost. Uh, my cousin plays uh, Cutfoot Calhoun. That's my actual blood cousin, and uh, and he has. We shot at his house. He has a bar. Um, if you've seen the movie Roost, you'll see that uh, bar and all that liquor that he has in, in the place. And we just sat after a shoot. It's funny because it was the day we also shot the cover. The initial cover with me with the two pistols uh, into the camera. Uh, if you've seen that, we cleaned it up for um, and then you know uh, for streaming and changed it to me with the pistol um, pointed away from the camera. But originally that was the cover uh, when we were selling them on DVDs, and I was fucked up. Uh, I had a headache. I, I drank old granddad, and for the first time. In my life, I went straight past the drunk shit and went straight to the hangover. My shit, I never got drunk. We drank that shit down to a couple of swallows, just me and him, the whole fucking bottle. And I didn't, I was not drunk at any time and it just went straight to the headache. I'm like, I'm never drinking this shit again. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I guarantee you, and I've been true to my word with that. Um, Do you feel more comfortable? On stage with uh, with liquor, or is it, um, or just something that being in the club is just something that's just naturally done. So when I was um, when I first started coming, I used to get uh, over drunk <laughs> on stage. Mm. Um, when I first started, like um, that, me I already don't know how to talk like a motherfucker. So um, it was like my word was coming out slurish. Mm-hmm. So people didn't never understand what the fuck I was saying, and I talk fast as hell too. So. Mm-hmm. I'm twister and I'm drunk. So now when I do shows, um, now that I do a show, I will have a drink, just sip on something before I get on stage mm-hmm. or whatever. So I have better control of my drinking now. So it's like, don't get fucked up before you're on stage now. You know, I, I, I feel like, because I also do photography as well. And I found that uh, it's easier for me 
sometimes to have a drink. I ain't smoking no weed. Because uh, everything's. Oh, yeah, I can't. Unless it's a weed show. But yeah, me smoking weed before a show, yeah, my jokes is going to be gone. <laughs> when I say gone, that shit vanished. Like, I, I don't say, what's up, motherfucker? How the fuck I forget to say, what's up, motherfucker? <laughs> and my first hear- thing would be like, I'm high as hell. <laughs> I forgot all my jokes. <laughs> And as you hear the bottle popping, you know, she's probably gonna get drunk right now. Um, uh-huh. I heard it. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah, all that shit. Um, what's funny to me, there are some comedians that knowing them and calling them for me is problematic, and some not. And the reason being is, I always feel like I'm a test audience with some comedians. And, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, it's like they're trying new material out on me. Hey, motherfucker, listen, I called to talk to you, not for your fucking jokes. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I want to see your fucking show, I'll come see you on stage. It's also other radio personalities. It's hilarious. Uh, some of them, again, you talk to them, it's regular shit. Uh, some of them, you know, they, hey, was he a mother? Listen, I called your ass. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to hear this shit. You're not on the radio right now. Stop this shit. It's doing too much. Um, it's like, do you find that like we're talking with other comedians that it's almost like uh, you feel almost obligated to go along with them when you clearly notice like they're trying to be funny because they have a reputation of being a comedian? No. It's like when it comes down to it, when I talk to comedians, Nancy, we all have normal conversations. So if we do say something funny, that's something we will say, hey, put that as a joke. So that's funny as funny. It, it could be a fucked up situation or whatever. But at the same time, as a comedian, we would always, you know, put some dramatics in it on whatever when we tell the story, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like at the end of the day, it's like I could say, I could really say a story that happened to me today. I'm walking to the store. I went up to this guy. Well, he beeped his horn at me. And well, I said, I ain't no hoe no more. And I'm not on Cicero. <laughs> so he had got out the car or whatever. And he started talking, but his teeth was rotten. Uh, what? Rotten. Like he had wood. Oh, teeth. rotten. I thought you said watching. Rotten. I'm like, no, watching. Rotten. <laughs> okay, okay. It was horrible. <laughs> he said, Can I talk to you? I'm like, mm mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I need to shut the fuck up most of the time because one day I'm gonna get slapped by a motherfucker. A boss, I'm blunt. I'm like, I can't talk to you because your teeth fucked up. <laughs> That's funny. That's not like it's not a comedian. I'm not saying that's comedian. It's like it's based off a true story. Mm-hmm. But I can say that on stage and people will laugh. Well, now people know the truth. Some of y'all that ain't called in a minute because y'all motherfuckers make me feel like you on stage. Stop that shit. I'm calling to talk to you. <laughs> not your fucking show. All right, cut that shit. Some people, they not they like me. Motherfucker, you ain't paid shit. I'm not finna do no goddamn show for you. And that's what's cool, because I want to talk, I'm talking to you. But some people, they don't turn that shit off at all. And then there's some people like, uh, I'm not gonna mention their name, but that's just how they are. They talk exactly like they sound on the radio. And I'm like, no, that's mm-hmm. him. You know, after you realize this, ne- he never turns this shit off. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. I find it interesting. And one thing that I hear a lot of comedians saying 
what you were saying in the beginning, like uh, it's kind of cutthroat. I, from an outsider's point of view, see a lot of camaraderie between comedians that I don't see in other forms and fashions of the industry, whether it be uh, music, because I started out in the music industry, uh, certainly filmmakers. Uh, we have a huge problem with some people who want to be supported but don't support others. And that's why some of you motherfuckers will never see me at your uh, premieres, shows, don't even ask me shit. Uh, but then there's some who are uh, very supportive of each other. And, um, you know, I rock with them and I fuck with them and I, I pay to go to their, their shit as well when I can get free tickets. Uh, but I rather I rather support financially as well as my presence, um, mm -hmm. because I think that's important. And I'm one of those that's like that's why I've been able to put radio personalities, comedians, uh, all sort of people in the same movie together and get them to work together. But I find it interesting that you say that it, it's cutthroat when I, I see it to me again, outsider. Uh, it, it seems like you guys have more camaraderie than other spaces. What do you find that really is the drawback or the uh, actual cutthroat nature of being a comedian? I have to, by me being a comedian, I realized me being humble mm -hmm. and me just uh, continuing to show love towards my uh, fellow comedian, my peers, my family, you know, comedy family. At the end of the day, we all want, like, we gonna have a uh, disagreement for the most part. Mm -hmm. I like, so I look at that as family. So by me being this loving person, mm -hmm. this loving person, I'm very supportive when it comes to all comedians. Mm -hmm. Even if I probably don't like a comedian, I'm still gonna be supportive mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, I want to see all comedians succeed. I want everybody to be great because I know for a fact I'm going to succeed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it really don't matter if I'm gonna get that little back, you know, get that little back or not. I don't care. I just know what I did when it comes down to me as a comedian by showing my support mm -hmm. towards uh, other people. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I love everybody. I don't hate nobody or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I just had to realize that about my personality for the most part. Mm -hmm. Be supportive because at the end of the day, in the long run, you will never know when you need a, a person. You will never know. And they fuck around to be the hottest shit in like two more years. And you be like, damn. Damn, I, damn, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you but never know. Damn, but my little dumb ass hate it. Right, right, you but, never know. You never yeah, know. so I don't hate on nobody for the most part. For the most don't part. hate at the end of the day. I'm just gonna be this loving, supporting, supporting ass motherfucker that I already am because I see where my life gonna go. That's what's up, that's what's up. All right, so we're gonna take one more break. We're gonna come back uh, with Tiny Thickums. This is our fusion, let's get it. Growing up in the hood can be hard. Nah, it's supposed to us. But you know what? He was telling the truth when he said he fucked the shit out of me. You're faced with many choices. If I can set up a meeting, done. So you might as well go ahead and get to cooking. Then when you finally get the money, a motherfucker walk up and try to take your shit. Now you got to go to war. Do you stay and help? But if I wasn't out of town, I'd have fucked dude up, man. What, you heard something? You know, if I'd have heard something, I'd have told you. Or do you get out? When you can, so I can make a decision on whether I want to be in the game for real or not. Which one would you choose? Earn all that motherfucking screaming, man. Just tell me what the fuck I want to know. King B's Hate Love, starring the ensemble cast. King B, 
the Bad Girls Club's Tiffany Torrance Davis, VH1's Jay Marie, Showtime at the Apollo's Damon Williams, Roost's Brian the Wildcat Smith, Do or Die's Below Zero, Later with Leon's Leon Rogers, and many more. Oh, it's gonna be some shit, huh? Gonna be some shit. Watch King B's Hate Love streaming now for free on Tubi. Alright, so first of all, I want to tell you a little bit about myself. I've been celibate for 11 months now. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. I am so mad I got this mic in my hand right now. It looks like a dick. It is shaped like a dick. Shalalabosa. If I put it on pussy, it might be a dick. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Raw Fusion. We have been blessed with the presence of Tiny Thickums. Um, as a host, I want to know: it's your is it is it your is it your responsibility of who actually hits the stage? Uh, is it something that you do previously or with comics that you know that are proven, or is it more of an open mic setting? What what's the deal mm-hmm. with that whole thing? When it comes down to a Saturday showcase, at the Laugh Factory, I choose. Um, me and the manager, we, could, um, we talk, um, work together, too, when it comes down to comedians. Mm-hmm. But um, by me being outside, in the, you know, around, I'm everywhere when it comes down to comedy. I go to everybody's room. Mm-hmm. So uh, I try to uh, bless everybody with the stage, because at the end of the day, you would never know if they're going to ever get, uh, you know, be on the Laugh Factory stage again. Mm-hmm. It could be their debut, and it's, it's some comedians that have been doing doing comedy for years and haven't touched the Laugh Factory. Mm-hmm. I be I was so amazed by that. Mm-hmm. When I'm now bringing up somebody that never brings been doing comedy for over ten years and never stepped a foot on a Laugh Factory stage. Mm-hmm. So it's like I be amazed by that. So when it comes down to that, and it could be OG OGs in the game. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like I be I be happy for myself. Like oh, I got the platform. To put my people on the people I looked up to in the past three years, the kind of comedy for me to even share a stage or me for them to say, "Yeah, I do a show for you." I was like, "I'm so happy that I'm a cool ass comedian and they fuck with me." <laughs> That's dope. For the most part, giving opportunities to different people, I feel much the same way uh, with giving opportunities to new actors. Uh, I don't think I've done a movie that I haven't had at least one person that's never acted before. Um, but I see something in them, um, and I'm I'm good at this. I'm really good at it. Uh, I'm good at judging people's character, and I'm good. I have a good eye for talent. And even though they might not even be confident enough in, uh, just like my cousin, for instance, uh, when I did uh, roost, and he was like, "Man, you got to do, you got to do." He's a country talking dude, and uh, and and he's like, "Man, you got to do that gangster." Movie that 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 that's gonna be the one. That's gonna be one of the ones. And he believed in it so much. And I'm like, okay, look, if I do this shit, you're gonna have to be in it, and you're gonna have to play. I do whatever we got to do. And to the point, uh, he's one of the most talked about people. When I say, you know, I talk to people after watching the movie. That guy, that the 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 the, the, the boss, 
Oh man, he 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 got it, and he's gotten offers, and he he's not he doesn't want to be an actor or any of that shit. He's just supporting me with it, and um, but he's gotten job offers uh for other films for being in that So yeah, I mean, I I love being able to do that. I yes, I work with professionals and people who've been doing this shit for years, but I think it's important that we also keep an eye out for someone who hasn't had that opportunity. And, and give them that opportunity. And truly, I believe in you as a, a, a comedian. Um, and I look forward for us uh, doing a lot of work together. I, I, I see you got the talent. And I, I saw it a while ago. I, now I'm seeing that you had consistency. And another thing, I see your heart. Because if you look at um, her on social media, she'll have little clips of uh, other comedians and, and she'll put like their username or whatever you call the shit now uh, on there uh, for you to be able to follow those comedians and, and hook up with them. And that's something I've really never seen another comedian do. Um, you know, some most of the time it's their set. I was amazed by that. Yeah, because most of the time it's their like, set. Yeah, it's their set and they're yeah, promoting and pushing that. Them, but you push others as well. Yeah, I was um, very amazed when, because um, um, when I be going up north or whatever, um, with the up north comics, it'd be so funny. They're like, hey, can you uh, do a boomerang? I'm like, okay, that's how I was about to do it anyway, but I know it meant so much because, like, that's how everybody knows, like, time you be everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. You be with everybody. I'm like, yeah. Comedy is comedy. Funny is funny. I like that. Everybody got a different sense of humor. I fuck with good people. I try to anyway. I don't give a fuck how popular, what you sold, what you do. People that come on this show are people that I admire as people uh, more than what they do. I did that other shit. You know, I've had, like I said, Alicia Keys, Megan Good. Good people, oh, by the way. Back in the day when Flo and you were together. I've been in this game for a minute. They were on my show. Several different people. National people have been on my show. And I fuck with good people. There are other interviews that hit the cutting room floor because I saw that they were pieces of shit. And the truth of the matter is, fuck you. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I want to promote good people and, and people that are good at what they do. And I am a big-ass critic. I'm not a comedian, but I know when shit's funny. And I know when you're putting in the work and I know when you're putting in the time, the effort, the study to grow and do your thing. And I want to commend you and celebrate you for the things that you have done in such a short amount of time. You almost remind me of me um, because I came in the game not knowing how to do television, production, any of that shit. But I realized that if I was going to have the power, it's going to be behind the camera and not just uh, uh, singing and dancing or performing in front of the camera. And although I love being an actor, being behind the scenes uh, affords me an ability to be able to not only put on others, but get out stories that I feel that we need uh, to get out to the people. So, and I did that within three years, going, starting at cable access, uh, not knowing how to produce television. It was on a broadcast network by in three years. So you can do it. You just got to put in a lot of work. And so I commend you for doing it. And, um, and for being, being, yeah, no, most definitely. And for being a good person, um, I truly believe in karma. 
And I think that if you put that good energy out there, that energy will come back. So I want to take a little moment and celebrate you for uh, what you've done and what you're still doing. And keep it up, motherfucker. (laughs) Thank you, motherfucker. That was so nice. I must cry. (laughs) Well, it's truthful. I appreciate you for being on the show today. I appreciate you. We've been trying to do this show for five weeks now. <laughs> yeah, but see, every time we get ready to do it, you start drinking that damn Jameson's and fuck up everything. Um, <laughs> I broke my ankle I'll today. Do what was you doing? Jameson's? Um, <laughs> no. no. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I appreciate you. Tiny Thickums, uh, what, uh, before we go, what where can they see you all during the week? Where, where are you? Uh, you can see me throughout the week on Pornhub. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh. Well, hey, I told you she got a body. So I'm going to click that link. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and depending on how long the, the, how long the scene is, I'm going to have a really good time. Oh, um, no. Where can they for see you? For a minute. You? For for a minute, um, no, nah, I'm not a minute man. So you know, I have to put it on repeat. Um, no, where 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 can they see you? Oh, uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook at uh, Tiny Thickums. That's T I N Y T H I C K E M Z. If you see dicks on my page, that is me. If you see, oh yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how we tell people to find me. See dicks. That's me. See dicks. I got, got a lot of com- dildos. I got confused for a minute because you are a woman. And I just, it, I had to think about it. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to tell the bit, though. You got to go check her out and see what she's actually talking about. But it took me a minute because I was, I was getting confused. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I know she's part of the LGBT LMNOP, but um, I'm pretty sure she was born a woman. So when you see that, I had to, I had to think about it. Um, <laughs> great. Check her out. It's Tiny Thickums right here, Raw Fusion. It's time to talk some shit with King B on the King B's Raw Fusion podcast. Brought to you by King B's Hate Love. Now streaming for free on Tubi. You know, it's very interesting when you have the opportunity to meet someone in which you believe in and is actually putting in the work to achieve the things and the goals that you see them achieving. And it's important that we start to reach out for those who actually want it. There are some of us who have done some wonderful things and we all have a new level to climb. But while we're climbing that ladder, it's always good to throw a hand back and pull someone up with you. That's what we try to do here at Raw Fusion. And that's what we'll continue to do. I'm King B and this is Raw Fusion. Raw Fusion.